Welcome to How to Japan. We spent a whole hour talking about trains, and now it's time for another mode of transportation. It's time we gave buses some love. What do you think about that? Okay, let's talk about buses. I want to start off by saying, why do trains have the this population of dedicated fans? These dencho otaku, these people who stand there on platforms with these telephoto lenses to capture a train pulling up to a platform. Mm. Whereas on the bus, I don't see the equivalent of uh, guys outside at bus stops waiting for buses to pull up and leave. That's true. And you don't see guys standing outside with these long focus lenses at bus stops. I think there's just so many models of trains. Like, there's so many additions that come that, out. Mm, oh, that's probably true. I think, like... And no, but then how often do they upgrade them? I don't know, but, I mean, it, it seems like if you see a new one coming in, uh, you know what? I don't know. I should find out. I was, uh, yeah, I was wondering about that because... Uh, yeah, on tonight's episode, we're going we're going to be going into depth, both into buses. So uh, I wanted to first get the lay of the land, uh, you know, provide a little bit of context into what what we're talking about because we are in the land of otaku. Uh, if you don't know what otaku means, otaku in English basically means like a geek or a nerd, someone who overly obsesses about a particular topic, video games or anime or uh, trains. Yeah, I don't think I've seen too many anime or television programs based upon buses. So maybe we've come up with a new idea. All right, it's quite, well, you first heard it here. We want some fucking royalties because we, we first came up with the subject of buses. Yeah. There's a new anime series. Yeah, bus. The bus otaku. Hey, you know what? Uh, hey, you know the name of the, the Japanese name for Napoleon Dynamite was... Ah! Do you, do you remember? Bus, bus otaku. Bus otoko. Otoko, yeah, that's right. Right, based off Adensho yeah, okay. Otoko, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Napoleon Dynamite doesn't really have the same uh, impact, I yeah. think, in Japanese. No. Yeah, you're right. Because he takes a bus. So that's where the Japanese drew inspiration, labor, you know, trying to garner as much interest in Japan. Yeah. Make it easy and impactful. Right. And he only rides the bus, like, you only see him ride the bus once. The, yeah, I mean, he doesn't really ride the <laughs> it's just like one of the first scenes, right? It's just a big geek. You could just call it otaku. <laughs> or you could just call it something else, like some other Japanese term to describe someone who's socially awkward. Or uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure they've got a lot of terms to describe uh, these people. Yeah, it's kind of weird that he... Like, you could have called him, like, dance master otaku or something like that. I mean, just... Yeah. Like, so many... Or dance off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just so many other things they could have done. But they didn't, and they have to lay in the bed for it. I think, uh, you know, buses, I don't think they get as much love as trains because trains, I mean, there's so many different models of trains and then so many different editions, mm. and there's the one-car train, some of them are real cute in Hokkaido, and then there's the themed mm. trains like the Thomas trains in different places and anime themed trains. What do you mean? What are the Thomas? There's ones? like a Thomas I train. I don't think of, I didn't know Thomas the tank engine. Yeah, there's a Thomas the train in somewhere and you should look at the blog, man. I put a a link to it in the trains. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we got a blog everyone. Yeah, I need reminding of uh, that yeah. sometimes. But we've got a we got a blog I, uh, which one of us spends Sp- a lot of time on. I spent some time on. <laughs> so the I other one doesn't read at all. It. <laughs> Otherwise, he would that. have known <laughs> about the Thomas the Train hey, line. Hey, I'm doing the editing of the podcast. That's true. That takes a long time. Jesus Christ. I just so, send a uh, file over. I'm like, okay. We're talking. <laughs> I can dust my hands of so, that. <laughs> so we're talking buses, right? Yeah. Um, there are a variety of bus types yep. in Japan from the highway buses called uh, Core Soku Bus. Yep which can travel from, well, longer distances mm. and travel overnight. Yeah. So we're covering those buses, right, yeah. to the local buses mm. you will find in your neighborhood, which uh, complete these circuits. Yes. Which is what what most buses do around the world, right? Yeah. They have these circuits that they go around. Definitely. Uh, yeah. But how do, how do you want to begin talking about buses? 
Um, do you want to talk about our bus experiences? You like talking about sure. experiences. Tell me about a bus experience that you've had. Well, the first bus experience I had, I was still living with my host family at the time. I took a bus with my host mother somewhere to a local shop to buy some clothes. Um, I don't remember the shop, but we were on the bus and... I immediately thought, well, this bus, these buses are pristine, they're clean. I'm not saying New Zealand buses are dirty by any stretch of the imagination, but in Japan, I was just surprised by the, also the audio. Hmm. You've got like a guy on a mic who's talking to you, and that gets broadcast around the bus, and you've got this big printout at the top of the bus driver's head, this LCD readout of upcoming stops, and... Uh, and sometimes an automated message saying where this bus is heading to. So you can't really fuck up unless you can't speak Japanese. Hmm. And I couldn't speak or read Japanese very well at the time. So luckily I was with my host mother. But one time uh, after work, I remember catching the bus to try to get home. And this was at night, whereas I had taken the bus during the day. And another difference was... It was crowded as fuck, mm. and I'm standing up in the middle of the bus, mm. and I'm um, not the tallest guy, right. even by Japanese standards, mm -hmm. so I couldn't see the fucking readout uh, yeah. above me, or above the driver, and also I couldn't, I had no idea, I'd lost track of where we were. I wasn't sure if we're, I was on the bus for five minutes, or was it ten minutes, mm. because we're stopping every fucking stop, right. and more people are getting on, so it's not thinning out mm. it's more there's this more constant f influx of people i'm just getting pushed up against other people and and i'm 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 completely lost as to where i am mm. and i can't see outside to look at landmarks because it's at night and i'm still not familiar with the area and also another thing is i couldn't hear the stops because the volume for some strange reason was softer than usual yeah i couldn't hear shit so yeah, there are a lot of things working against me mm. in, in my efforts to get home. And I just thought to myself, okay, what can I do here? Um, I can either get off, but I don't know how far away I am. Uh, and also, this is before I had a, you know, I, I didn't have like my smartphone. I couldn't check on a map or anything. So, I, yeah, I was completely fucked. And I remember asking someone next to me in as much Japanese as I could muster. Mm. And I said, uh, sumimasen, excuse me does this bus go to, and I'm told him, I asked him where I was going to, and he just gave me a blank look and then looked away. Mm. And, I, and so I tried again, I had another person next to me, mm. and I'm like, uh, and then he turns his back to me. So two people, yeah, and then someone behind me, I tried looking around behind me, and this guy was also giving me a, like a cold shoulder, not trying to help me. And I was, uh, yeah, a little bit stressed mm. at that point. Maybe my Japanese would have been, was horrendous. Or I even tried, I tried in English as well. I'm like, I just, oh, I said the name of the station for, as well. I just mm. said the name. And then I added Deska. <laughs> 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 like, so it was just very simple Japanese. Yeah. And, um, and then I, and I started, uh, yeah, just, yeah, just freaking out a little bit. And then I thought, well, I'll just get off. Fuck it. I'll just get off at the next stop and try to. Call my host mother, but uh, but anyway, um, within um the space of a minute after I felt like I was um, about to just get off at the next stop, this I feel this tug mm. on my shirt. Mm -hmm. I look down and I see this uh, these fingers clasping my my sleeve of my shirt, and then I and I look down and I follow the fingers and the hand, and I and I see just through the the crowd of people and I could see the arm is connected to some it's it's a woman mm. and then the 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 stop is coming up and then she basically just pulls me out she doesn't say anything mm -hmm. she just pulls me out at that stop and that happened to be the stop that I had to get off on That's and so we both got outside and and I realized oh fuck this is my stop and I'm like, oh well thank you so much and I and I bow to her I'm like arigatou gozaimasu and and she was just this fucking like an angel to me mm. at that moment. You know, like someone giving you fucking water in a desert. Mm. I just felt, fuck, okay, this, 
this is right. This is as uh, this is what I expect. This is what I expected from Japan. Mm. It's just these kind of little gestures, these little moments. Mm. And then she spoke English to me once mm. we got outside. She's like, "Oh, do you know where you're going? Are you okay?" And I said, like, "Yeah, yeah, thank you. I just needed to come here and uh, walk down there." And I'm pointing out where my fucking home is, mm. <laughs> my host mother's house. Is. I probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, "Yeah, I'm just down there. Look." Mm. <laughs> She's like, "Okay, great. Well, you take care." And and I said, "Hey, well, just in case." In the future, you know, I mean, I really appreciate it. I want to thank you somehow. And uh, can we exchange numbers? So we exchange numbers. And yeah, really, just really nice, mm. nice uh, young woman. Well, uh, nice. Yeah, so that was my first real experience on a Japanese bus. Wasn't the best experience. Mm. But actually, at the, end, at the end of the experience, it helped to uh, reaffirm my, well, a lot of my positive stereotypes about this country. Mm. Is that uh, it's a very understated way of helping people. So this bus, crowded as fuck, and the volume was fucking basically as close to silent as you can. And, and you know, the reason, and the thing is, logically speaking, a lot of these people have been living this fucking area for a long time, mm. and they can see the readout, mm. or, you know, or they can see the landmarks outside. Mm. Right? Right. So even if you're a kid, you could kind of piece it together. So, and also, I think they're stressed. I think a lot of them are after work. They don't want to hear this volume blasting their, you know, blasting out over the bus. Uh, they've had a long day of work and they just want to relax. At least that's the only way I could rationalize it or uh, uh, come to terms with it. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Or maybe it was just a faulty sound system. Um, I don't know. That's a nice story. Look at that. Yeah. yeah. It's a very touching you? story. Uh, well... Uh, I guess I I don't really have the first bus experience, but when I was a study abroad student, I used to take the bus every day to the same stop. And what I got used to hearing is just not any specific experience, but the sound of the bus driver, and I noticed this from bus driver to bus driver, always kind of reminded me of Elmer Fudd from Bugs Bunny cartoons. Just a very... Sugiwa Sancho made Yeah, yeah, you're right. Wabbits, wabbits. It's like it's just that was my overall take takeaway. It's not good or bad, but I think it speaks to what you were talking about when you know the low volume of things and things being kind of quiet. I'm hunting wabbits. That's why it's so quiet wabbit season you know so but my my experience uh that i would like to uh talk about was uh being in shikoku i might have told this story before uh, to you it definitely you probably don't remember because you know you don't remember my stories you know but i uh, do just depends <laughs> on how much alcohol i've had <laughs> i'm just kidding Anyway, so I was in Shikoku. Maybe I had been in uh, Japan about uh, two years. And I went on this trip there for hiking. And after a couple-day hike, I pop out of the uh, forest there. I only have 5,000 yen on me plus some change for the bus. And I go on this bus about 5 p.m. at night, 6 p.m. at night. And I'm the only person, I'm the only passenger on the bus. So the bus driver, being the countryside... There's nobody there. I'm just some random white guy. And the bus driver's driving along. It's a public bus. And he looks back at me. He said, where are you going? And I said, I'm going to Ikeda. And he said, ah, this bus doesn't go there. I'm like, okay. So what am I going to do? Because I only have 5,000 yen, right? Just like one night stay at some hostel or something like that, which I did not reserve. And he's like, well, I, I know of a, an inn that's along this route. I said, really? And he pulls out his cell phone and he calls up this inn and he tells him my story and then they, he gets off the phone. He's like, yeah, I'll drop you off at the inn and then you can go there. I was like, wow, okay. That's like the nicest service mm, I've ever quality got. service. <laughs> it's like the nicest bus staff service I've ever had in my life. And I go to this, uh, get off at the stop where the inn is, and I walk in and uh, I meet the uh, the owner of the inn, and I ask, how much is this place? And she says, it's 8,000 yen. And I pull out my wallet and I say, I have 5,000 yen. And she says, that's okay. And so that that became all of my money. And that, that leads into the story about me having to hitchhike to the 
to Ikeda to get on the train to go back home. But uh, that that's the one story that kind of stands out to me uh, mm. related to buses. Oh, and actually, there's another story just popped in my head. I wasn't on a bus, but we were in Yakushima. And my wife and I, we had rented a bus, uh, rented a car, not a bus. And uh, we, we went on this real long hike. It's an 11 and a half hour hike into uh, the center of Yakushima, where there is the oldest tree in Japan and po- possibly the oldest tree in the world. It's called uh, Jomon Sugi. It's maybe 4,000, 4,500 years old. It's beautiful forest, subtropical areas, rains a lot, all this kind of stuff. Anyway, my uh, my wife gets in the car, this little Suzuki rent-a-car, and we're driving down the street, and suddenly the car stops. I'm like, my wife looks at me, and I look at her, and I'm like, why is the car stopped? And then I look over my right shoulder, and there's nothing. And so what had happened was the car, my, maybe my wife looked at the radio or something, and the car jumped onto the curb and stopped, all the wheels were suspended above the road. And one set of wheels were were suspended over the cliff (laughs) that the curb was protecting us from. Not quite a cliff, cliff, but a very steep mountainous side, right? And I'm like, okay, just pull on the emergency brake and get out your side. So my wife is in tears and she gets out of her side and then I get out of her side and we're like, what are we going to do? This car is like a little toy car up on a curb. All the wheels are, are not even, yeah, nothing is yeah. touching the road. I'm like, what are we going to fucking do? And this is where the bus comes in. The bus tour comes up right behind us, stops. Ten people get out of the bus, five people in front, five people in back and they proceed to lift the car off of the curb and back onto the road. That is fucking amazing. (laughs) That's amazing. I love that story. So, uh, and then the bus went on its merry way. And uh, the moral of the story is that if you're going to hike 11 and a half hours, you should take the tour bus. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Because you're going to Well, actually, I don't know. I don't know about that because I might want to relax. I don't want to be fucking like trying to carry a fucking car. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you'd be one of the people designated for lifting people around. Like, oh, hey, everyone, we're going to help out this uh, foreigner (laughs) and this Japanese wife out here, okay? Please, a show of hands. Who wants to go out and help? I'm like, oh, fuck that. <laughs> I didn't pay for this fucking vacation to fucking have to help a fucking guy in his car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they did it without great, any hesitation. I, I, I like that. Yeah, yeah, no hesitation. So those are my bus stories. It must happen very often. It must be one of those uh, deceptively looking, you know, deceptively uh, terrible curbs. Yeah. Just creep up on you. Yeah. And then Bam. That curb wasn't there. We would have been down the side of a mountain. They probably do that every time they're on the trip in the <laughs> bus. They're probably used to it by now. It's like, oh, look at this sad fucker. Another <laughs> foreigner and his wife being caught in this fucking curb. Fucking out-of-towners. I've had enough of them. <laughs> well, I think everyone was an out-of-towner because it's like a once-in-a-lifetime hiking experience. Oh, that's right. On oh, the bus. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, that, so that was like a hato. That was a hato bus. Uh, it, was, it, was, uh, it wasn't quite a, it wasn't a hato bus, but it was like the, you know, Get get you to the hiking destination bus. But describe describe a um, hato bus for our uh, listeners. A hato bus is a bus for touring different city areas. It's basically a yellow giant yellow bus liner with I think it's red lettering for the uh, the, the the spelling of the name hato and mm. hato means pigeon. So it's kind of funny that they call the tour bus operation the pigeon bus. But I guess it's apropos. Yeah. I guess it's apropos because pigeons are everywhere in cities. So wherever pigeons go. Yeah, and annoying. Yeah, and annoying. I've never actually taken a a tour on the Hato bus. Neither. I mean, we we watched, uh, what was it? Uh, Kekon Deki Nai Otoko. We've spoken about this in our TV mashup. And this series, he goes on the Hato bus and it makes me want to get on the Hato bus. It makes me want to experience it because apparently, just according to this television show, you can just get on... Um, and choose a variety of different uh, packages. Yeah. See, and like a day, like a day trip. I think that's uh, I think it's amazing. And you get your own little tour conductor. Yeah, it's kind of nice because they have so many different packages. Stuff from like five thousand yen to maybe even multiple day. I don't know. 
But uh, that reminds me of a show I saw where there was like a Gokon bus service. A Gokon is like a group dating. And usually right. it's organized by friends and friends meet up with maybe acquaintances and there's possible connections you can make. But this was like a, a dating service done on a bus and everyone got numbers and whichever number you went to is your seat. And then whoever is sitting next to you is your possible date for the day. So it was like, a, is it random or is yeah, it based on an algorithm? I, I don't think it was based on any algorithm other than like, <laughs> just that's like, really hit or miss. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Really hit or miss. <laughs> The only thing you've got in common is that you're both desperate and you both <laughs> like buses. <laughs> uh, so what do you think? <laughs> so, hey, you like buses too, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah me yeah, too. Yeah. Wow, what a, what a great ask. start of a romantic relationship. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, hey, you want to help this, uh, this guy and his wife uh, get his car back on the road? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> wow, you were so willing. But you, uh, you said that, that that bus wasn't a hot bus. No, no, it wasn't a hot uh, The bus. one that... Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's just... Uh, bus that takes you to the trailheads but uh yeah so i guess those are some nice stories we got there in our uh, arsenal of stories about japan you know the buses themselves uh just logistically or technically speaking i always had a problem with when when to pay where to pay you get on the front or the back of the bus mm-hmm. um i only just realized recently when we decided to talk about buses mm-hmm. that it's the rural buses outside of Tokyo yeah. where you get on the back of the bus. Right. Whereas in Tokyo, you get in on the front yeah, and you like, pay yeah. as soon as you get on the bus. Whereas in other other areas, you pay at the end of your trip. Right. And it's completely um, uh, fucking... It's so confusing if you've never experienced this before because in New Zealand, you just pay one amount um, as soon as you get on and... It doesn't matter where you get off, whether it's a next stop or at the end of the stop, it's the same amount. Mm. Whereas here, uh, there are some trips where you can you only pay for the stops that you're on. Right. And also in that case, you can actually, it's an honor system, obviously, because if it's crowded, you can just tell the driver, oh, yeah, I just got on last at the last stop. But you could have been on for the whole fucking trip, mm. for, you know, for a whole journey. I think also there's usually like a number, that you, a ticket number that you pull out in the back. And then I've never gotten that. Oh, really? That's how it usually works. Whenever I've gotten oh, on a really? bus like that, yeah. So, like, uh, I used to take buses near Mitaka. So anything out Mitaka is considered the metropolitan area of Tokyo, but it's usually the twenty-three wars of Tokyo where you get to you can pay once you get on. But the other buses, even in the other metropolitan areas of Tokyo, you'd get in the back and take a ticket and that ticket has a little number on it so then when you get to the front of the bus you the ticket goes in and then you pay the amount according to what number you got on and where you get off so it's mm. uh, well, that makes a lot of sense then yeah but um nowadays with uh things like these ic chip uh passes train pass bus passes they in in japan or tokyo area you got passmo and you got suika and basically yeah, it's electronic yeah so yeah. you basically can just add money you just to scan that. it yeah as soon as you get on yeah, yeah. so it's you, even when you're in the metropolitan area buses you just get on and you touch it once and then when you get off you touch it again and then it's money's automatically taken off but it also works the other way. I've mm-hmm. got on a bus at the beginning of a trip, mm-hmm. and I have to tell the bus driver where I'm going. Mm-hmm. So I tell him my station mm-hmm. when I get on, and well, where I want to get off, and then I pay that amount. Okay. How does he keep track of everyone who tells him where they get? You know, they're getting off when you just pay the amount at the beginning of the trip, whereas you can, you know, you can get off at other points in your destination. How mm-hmm. the fuck does a bus driver know? Uh, is that another honor system uh, deal? Well, it's interesting. I never took a bus like that. It was astounding to me. Like, okay, so I can tell you, uh, I can give you a name of a station, and I'm going to pay that amount. But if I stay on and the bus is crowded, how do you keep track of me when the bus is crowded? It makes no sense. Yeah, I don't have answers. Mm. So that's the bus. Yeah, that's a bus system for you. So then we, I mean, we're talking about the uh, overnight buses too, right? 
So have you taken yeah. any overnight buses? I did to Osaka mm-hmm. from Shinjuku. Mm-hmm. I went with uh, a girlfriend at the time. It was her idea to go to Universal Studios, mm. which is uh, in Osaka. So we caught a bus from Shinjuku. And Shinjuku, they've got a lot of... Um, it's like a main terminal. You can catch a lot of different buses from uh, Shinjuku. Mm. So we took like, one overnight bus to Osaka and... Um, you've got these compartments where you can pull down and have your own little private space. Yeah, it was a great experience. It was my first ever time using it. You did hear the occasional snorer, but otherwise, yeah, it was a great experience. Mm. It's not too bumpy, not too winding at all. I was worried about motion sickness, right? You know, because I've never really, this is my first time taking an overnight bus. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was comfortable. Right. What about you? Yeah, I've taken a number of overnight buses and long distance buses. I took one, you know, some of the long distance buses when you're in a smaller area, they they actually stop along these kind of busy area suburban routes. And so I have a couple stops near my house where I can I could actually buy a ticket online and then walk a, a kilometer away from my house and then take a bus to Tokyo. Mm. So that's I find that rather strangely convenient to that it exists how, how, how long is the trip again it's about three hours that's not bad at all yeah so and it can change and one of the problems with buses opposed to trains is that depending on the traffic you know mm. traffic can slow down the bus times and also can delay the bus to uh to its uh, starting time or its destination so that that kind of problem happens but then you're paying. You're also paying a severe, a, a, an incredible discount compared to a train. I would pay, like a, a round trip, Shinkansen trip to Tokyo for me would be about ten thousand yen. Whereas, taking the bus, I think I paid four thousand yen. So it's wow. like it's like that's a ma- that's a huge difference. It's such a big difference, and it's like you know what I'll I'll bear the the little bit problem that i have and yeah it takes you straight into shibuya or shibuya or uh, shinjuku so i've taken that and then i took some overnight buses to kyoto the first overnight bus i went to kyoto and yeah it was similar to what you do and also one of the things they do when you're on those longer buses in the middle of the night they'll stop at a rest stop and sometimes included in the bus ticket is a meal so you can get off at of this stop and then you have a ticket where mm. you can actually eat something. They'll give you a little, like a little meal, almost like a cafeteria style meal. You know what? I think I might've had something like that. I don't remember, but I might've, we might've eaten something on the bus too. Do you remember what you had? I have no, I have no recollection of it. I that. don't remember. It's obviously forgettable. Yeah, so yeah. it's nothing so to it write like, home about. Yeah, it was back in 2002. It was like yeah, okay. 18 yeah. years ago. Uh, I, I don't. Mean, I, but if it was two thousand four, I don't think I would have remembered. <laughs> it's not. Mm. Yeah, but uh, so they have that kind of service, and also kind of strange thing about those long distance. But if you're from Western countries, one thing that you might have to get used to is the fact that included with the the, the seats is one that folds out into the aisle, mm. and so yeah. it it blocks your you know way through way. So that's something that is quite different from like an American bus, long distance bus. You you and usually that would be considered a fire hazard, like if you have mm. like those things. But on Japanese buses is, those exist. Is that your Greyhound? Yeah, is Greyhound. That the famous one? Yeah, Greyhound is and I've taken Greyhound buses all around too. How does and, that compare? Oh, to uh Japanese, Japanese buses are way better. Yeah. Mm. Um there's no comparison actually. Right. Um the the way they it's they're so much slower the transfers are longer and um yeah it just overall is a a terrible experience compared to japanese buses (laughs) (laughs) it's just it just is it's about the same price oh yeah yeah the prices are about the same it's just um isn't that great well money gets you yeah uh, yeah in some countries versus another yeah but uh, or, or people's expectations, yeah. What what people will settle for, right? <laughs> I mean, there's not, yeah. Well, it's a, it's a whole other rabbit hole. We could, I'll, I'll stay away from 
it's almost toxic. I feel like I'm entering toxic world about America. So I, yeah. won't, I, won't, I won't stay in there. Let's stop. Yeah, you know yeah, what? Yeah. Yeah, we, we can't compare to yeah, yeah. America all the time. You know, we're focused on Japan. Right. So you can make your own inferences or comparisons as a listener. Uh, okay, so how about this? Uh, in my research, I, I started looking around and I, I found this website called Bus Magazine. I didn't know there was a magazine dedicated to buses. So yeah. maybe there is uh-huh. uh, a section, a demographic in Japan, yeah, who are just as uh, dedicated to buses as uh, the train, the train yeah. guys. So we, we get the day in the life of a bus driver named Mr. Kameyama. So is this so? This is a weekly magazine. It, it's just on the internet, so it's like an article oh, okay. on this bus magazine uh, thing. And uh, he he works for the Kanagawa Chuo Kotsu Machida Sales Office, Kanagawa wow. Prefecture outside of Tokyo, right? And um, so it goes down all these steps. I don't know how exciting all these steps are, but these are the steps that they explain in in uh, I don't know, painstaking detail about what you do when you when you enter. Uh, for work uh, so the first thing you do what do you think the first thing a bus driver must do upon entering work as soon as he enters the office yeah he says good morning to his colleagues and his boss okay all right yeah definitely and but he... i mean you could be an asshole and not say hello. <laughs> <laughs> no this is japan can't do that. <laughs> okay all right but uh, this is japan it, no yeah, you go going you but say taking hello. boxes that you need to do right okay as so a, you oh, say okay. hello yeah yeah he's a okay, salutations so, okay as a bus driver yeah he has to spend time looking at the going through a checklist of the bus like whether it's in good operational order Okay, so that that's something that goes on er, later. Oh, the okay. First thing, the first thing he has to do is uh, write his name in the roll call book. He writes his name. A in. roll call. Yeah. So okay. it's actually yeah. Now the next thing he has to do, and you're gonna be like, oh yeah, well that's a no brainer. Alcohol test. Wait, what? I thought ah. Oh. Okay. So as a driver, you have to be tested for whether or not you've been drinking alcohol. Every single time before you Every get into Every single time. A... Yeah. But wait, taxi yeah. drivers don't have to do that. Well, we're not talking about taxis today, man. <laughs> <laughs> taxis is on a future episode. You're right. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, taxi drivers, they have their own cab and they don't go through any kind of alcohol. Well, fuck it. All right, continue. Yeah, continue. We, yeah, okay, so they, they go through the alcohol tests, and when I saw that, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I would like to know whether or not they've been drinking or not. And so the results are given to the operation manager, and once the driver is cleared, they receive keys, mobile phones, and what what is stated as other necessities. Go back to <laughs> roll call. Why? What, yeah. what the fuck is that? That's just a, a, a booklet with the names of the bus drivers that are checking in for work. Like a, oh, it's like a clock in sheet. Yeah, Clocking yeah. Clocking in yeah. for work. I know that you're right, present. Right. Yeah. Present okay, for duty. Present for duty, sir. Yeah. Mm. So then they get this uh, IC card and they get a safe, a money safe, and then a fare box and they bring that to the vehicle. Mm. Okay. Here's. Uh, how much in the, how much in that? Registered. You know what? They don't say. They don't tempt anyone, any of the readers, to go stealing that stuff. It's valuable IP. You don't want yeah, to share yeah. that with other other people overseas or with other potential rivals. Although yeah. it's a public, is it a public? It's private though, right? It's a private entity. Yeah. So basically, what in my in my the slight research that I did, which I was going to talk about a little later, but Brinson's bringing it up, it's something that there's private buses that are then partially funded by the national government. So the national government works with private companies to make these bus routes which then becomes a bit of a problem because then when local municipalities don't have as much oversight in these areas there can be lots of overlap of bus routes because there might be one bus company has control of this area then another bus company has control of another area and then their two bus routes overlap Mm. and then it makes for you know unnecessary bus stops and stuff like that right uh but um Nowadays, because of the population decline in the countryside, mo- local governments are taking more of a hand in it. Anyway, let's get back to the uh, the inspection of the bus. So, yeah. 
All right, so the next thing. Okay, so you, after he puts the safe and the fare box in the bus, what's the next thing he, you think he, that guy, Mr. Kamayama, has to do? Um, hang on. Does he arrive at work in his uniform or does he get changed on premises? Oh, that's a good question. He, he arrives to work in his uniform. Interesting. Yeah. So he takes a train to work in his uniform. Right. For example, or maybe he drives or rides a bike okay. or yeah, drives or his car and bike. parks it there. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so the next step after he yeah. he's got the money. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. He drives off into the sunset and starts off with a new family. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, right. He has a second family. <laughs> All bus drivers, by law, must have a second family. <laughs> That's true. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know. Um, okay. Sorry. Oh, maybe, actually, maybe give me give me an idea. How many steps are there? Uh, there's ten. Ten steps. Okay, we're at number three. Uh, Two, three. Yeah, I'm, I, and actually, I'm paring it down. Actually, there's eleven. But then plus the alcohol test, that's twelve. And then the roll call, that's thirteen. Plus the getting the so it's actually like fifteen steps. Five. But now we're. Yeah, but now uh, the official steps that I've written one through eleven. So we put the safe and the fare box in the box in the bus. Now there's two through eleven. I'm not mm. gonna go there. It's gonna be too tedious to explain everything. <laughs> so I'm enjoying this no though. Way. I like guessing. Yeah, I want to oh, guess okay. it. Hang on, hang on. Give me, give me, give me, yeah, give me okay. a moment. Give me a moment. Okay, All so right, he's on the so bus. What's he okay, do so next? he's sitting there. He's sitting there yeah. uh, in the bus, and yeah. uh, he's evaluating his life choices. <laughs> uh, he stares <laughs> yes. off out the window. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thinks about suicide. Psychological evaluation. He goes back to his checklist. Okay, goes back to his yeah, checklist. Yeah. Okay, what do I what the fuck do I have to do now? Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. So he looks down and then he sees the next one on the list. And that is uh uh wipe the wipe the windscreen. The wi- okay. wipe the wipe the screen. Make sure it's clean. Oh no, no, he inspects the bus. Okay, that's interesting. Okay, so now wiping the the window is not part of the checklist, but that's oh, it's already done. Yeah, so that's I'm sorry, that's rubbish because okay. well, the okay, buses so go they go home. They have a home. Right. You've seen these places around, uh, you know, like Tokyo, right? Like um, right, or even where you, where you're living, they've got yeah, these yeah. big, um, huge. Bus. Bus terminal, um, ter- yeah, not yeah, terminals, yeah, but well, we'll that's where they park their buses, right? So they've got a whole yeah. separate uh, service staff who handles the cleaning and maintenance of the buses. So the, yeah. the driver does, has, he doesn't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. Right. So just, just tell me the next <laughs> fucking thing. Okay, yeah, I'm going to just tell you. <laughs> so he starts the engine and checks other instruments around him on, on okay. the bus. Okay. I like uh, the indicator. Yeah, the speedometer. Does he it, does it take the bus for a test drive first? Uh, uh, not yet. Does he go because around like that uh, <laughs> around other buses? Does he go through like a course <laughs> with cones? Every day. Orange- <laughs> <laughs> Practice maneuvering awesome. and backing maneuvering up, maneuvering, and then dealing with <laughs> customers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weaving oh, in and out little, uh, of, little uh, of these lost. guys, like these dummies <laughs> on bikes, by <laughs> 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 these cyclists. <laughs> Sorry, no, he doesn't go, have to do anything. Okay, it's much more min- mundane than this. So then, after that, for strangely, the third thing he does, I guess he turns off the bus and then he checks the tires. Checks the tires if they're but that, okay. That goes back to what I was saying about n- inspecting the bus. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but it's more it's more in detail than just this inspecting the bus. But but, the, but that's the buses. I mean, they have maintenance guys who do that. Uh, aren't well, they aren't they the, culpable the, for any mishap with the with the, I, with the I tires? Guess it's, or? A, it's a very cautious culture, so I think one person does this, and then an, the the bus driver then mm. looks over everything again. So he checks the tires, okay. Checks the engine, checks the light and signals, see if they're okay. working properly. Yep. Then he he fills out the inspection sheet and hands it in to his boss. Okay. Okay. Next, he receives an operating timetable. So that means the bus route he's going to take and when he has to actually start to get to each bus stop, I guess. So um, he gets all that information. All right. So now there's this big gap where he's driving. Vroom, vroom. He does his route and then he comes back. So at the end of the, di- at the, end of the day, he does something called set the tires. Do you know what that means? Set the tires? No idea. 
Okay, so basically, you know those little blocks that you put uh, underneath tires? So right, the, the cars prevent, no, that's prevent what the vehicle did. from yeah. moving? Yeah, yeah, so he puts them under the tires. And uh, then he checks for lost items and post does post-operation inspections. He returns the IC card and fills in the crew record book, takes another alcohol test. (laughs) (laughs) If you didn't drink before, fucking chances are you probably drank later the day (laughs) while you were driving. (laughs) And then he returns the keys and mobile van. So there's two alcohol tests per day bus drivers get. Wow. At the Kanagawa Chuo Kotsumachira sales office. So mm. uh, this guy, Mr. Kamiyama, he's been a bus driver for 30 years. Wow. And one of the things that he said is that the amount of routes has declined from 30 years ago. About three times as many bus routes there were th- 30 years ago. Mm. Um, well, that makes and, sense. Yeah. And the, the training at the center is about two weeks to become a bus driver. That includes classroom lectures, driving skills, and then you're assigned to a sales office. And then after the training period, you are assigned someone who's your experienced bus driver and you ride along with him for three months or him or her for three months before you get your own route. That's a little excessive. Three months? Yeah. Don't you think that's excessive? Oh, well, uh, you know, I when I, I used to teach English, at, business English at Honda, and I, I heard from the employees at Honda that I think it's a seven to nine month uh, training. Is that system. right? Yeah. And you actually go through various departments. So you, wow. you really learn about the entire company before you're posted at the specific place that you were hired for. So I think Japan is one, a country that I think, you know, for a long time, convenience store clerks, they were, they were trained for a month before they are actually given their own register what's the typical i know it's not supposed to compare to america but i'm just uh, curious i wonder what the training program is like for convenience store workers in america uh probably under two weeks mm. uh, and probably five days okay and at some places two days if you have experience mm. i would say that it's on you know they call something called on the job training which basically right. means we're just going to throw you into the fire and figure out if right. you can do the job or right. not. Yeah. So, yeah, the I think Japan is much more cautious, uh, uh, what do you call step-by-step kind of culture. So, mm. Well, also you got the re- repu- your yeah. reputation on the line that you've been building right. for decades and you don't want right, to lose right. it to some fucking young punk uh, yeah. first day on the job, right? So you want to some, prevent that some, from happening? Some bus punk. You know, yeah, yeah. He thinks he's God's gift to bus gangs. driving. He's like, don't worry, I got this. <laughs> Fuck your checklist. Uh, so there's something called, I don't know if you, <laughs> I was looking at like there's something special buses. Oh, hang on. This, Have you finished the checklist for this guy? Yeah, yeah, I'm finished the checklist. Oh, ah, well. okay. Well, yeah, that's, um, that's quite a, yeah, that's quite a list of things that yeah, this guy yeah. has to do for 30 fucking years. Yeah, Same yeah. thing day in, day out. Did right. he did he mention in this article about um, how he feels about bus driving in general? Is it um, has he does he, he still have that passion for it? Yeah, he loves it. Mister Kamiyama is a dedicated bus driver. Wow, that's what you job. want. Does yeah. he sound like Alma Fudd? I wonder. Uh, I don't know because we didn't have any audio, but I imagine oh, he does. He I'd has love a to see some belly. video. Like Maybe he's little, on YouTube. Uh, he could be on YouTube. He has a little belly, so I imagine that he ate lots of food and he's pretty slow. You know, mm. so maybe he comes home and the and his wife is sitting there. Uh, Tsugi wa nani o tabemasu. Mama o nasu. Tsugi wa terebe ga chotto mitai na no de. Babaraiti sama samitai desu. That must be the most unhealthiest profession in the world, right? Because you're just sitting there hours on end, and you were right. bitching at me about not getting walking in. But at least yeah. I think I'm getting more walking in than these fucking bus drivers no, no, or no. taxi drivers or uh, I mean train conductors. If you're gonna choose a mode of transport that's good for your health, I mean as a mm-hmm. conductor or as a you know a driver, mm-hmm. I would choose right. trains because you're walking all the time and getting on and off the fucking train, right? right, right. right? You're, you're you're signaling down the train and you're walking back and forth and you're 
just can't, you know, walking up and down stairs. You're doing um, checks in the station, and you're handling customer service as well, as well, right? All the mm. uh, different people who get on and off the train. You're dealing with lost and found property. You're walking constantly. That's right. why you don't see too many fat fucks. I mean, as no. conductors, right? Compared to bus no. drivers and taxi drivers. Is that what they would put on their dating profile? I'm a fat fuck. <laughs> the Gogon bus. They don't even have to say that. They just say I'm a bus driver. <laughs> Self-explanatory. I, I read about in, in this in this article as well. They're talking about like special buses. There's this. Off a retard. <laughs> no, you silly filly. Articulated bus. Have you ever heard of an articulated bus? No, what's that? It's like a a bus, but in the center of it, it looks like an accordion, so it can, like, bend in the middle. Oh, we have that in New Zealand. Oh, do you? Oh, we had that from, yeah, I mean, we had back in the 90s. Well, hey, man, this is from 2012, the twin liner in Tokyo. It's 18 meters long. Mm, Yeah, well. Yeah, yeah well, we, we, we did it a long time ago in New Zealand, so catch up, oh, you Are you going to boast about New Zealand? What, what, what is Japan going to do next? <laughs> are they going to like create double-decker buses and call that a fucking revolution? <laughs> you know, there's also this thing called a... I, I saw this YouTube video, and I was like... Because I was looking up... I was doing searches in Japanese for like, I don't know, Meizurashi Basu. So I'd see the search, and it was like, trailer bus. And it's like... A bus, like a truck, that pulls a trailer that's turned into a what what looks like a bus, and it's like that's not. <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah, it's so stupid. It's like, why are you spending your money on making something that's totally unnecessary and doesn't serve any purpose? <laughs> And there's this girl who's very excited. I think she's a teenager. I think it's just like her own YouTube video. And she's like, this is the trailer bus. Look, you can buy a miniature of it in the gift shop. And it's it's really nice looking and it's cute. And it's like, well, why don't I just ra- ride a regular bus? <laughs> there's, nothing, <laughs> there's nothing about this bus. Anyway. Uh, so this uh, articulated bus, it can uh, up. It has a capacity of uh, 129 people. There's 44 seats. Wow. And 84 standing seats. I don't know what the mm. fuck that means. Standing? member. Well, yeah, I have a standing desk in my home. Yeah, so yeah, maybe people stand. They don't want to be sitting down. That's not good for you. Yeah. Maybe they should have like buses for drivers that they can stand up while driving. Like standing drivers. Um, maybe they could do that. What's, That's what's, better for uh, your health. Or what about a yeah. driver who's like walking on a on a you know like a one of those machines like a treadmill? So he's getting oh, his yeah, exercise yeah, yeah, in yeah. while he's driving. Yeah, yeah. Nothing yeah, yeah. nothing dangerous about that, right? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> and he should also pat his head and rub his belly at the same yeah, time. He yeah. Should. yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he's got the brakes with his by his hands, right? So you don't right, need yeah, your feet because yeah, yeah. you're walking. So you right. can brake the bus with like uh, a different lever, you know. Mm-hmm. Because you gotta, we gotta take care of our bus drivers. We gotta take yeah. care of them. You know, it's not healthy. You shouldn't be sitting down for. I mean, that's as bad as smoking. Right. S- sitting throughout all those hours of a day is not good for you. So that's mm. my. Uh, you know, if I if we're gonna change uh, society, I want to. I want to start right there. I want to help these okay. bus drivers get off their fat asses and start walking <laughs> while while driving people to their destinations. Okay. All right. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So, uh, would you like to hear some other stories? Of course. Okay. So uh, there's this other website I was looking at called TrafficNews.jp, and uh, they had traffic an article. News. So yeah. it's a website yeah. dedicated to traffic. Yeah. <laughs> In Japan. So there oh, was yeah. another site you went to that's, that's like a bus <laughs> weekly. Yeah. Um, now you're telling me about a site that's dedicated to traffic. Yeah. I, I can't wait. I can't wait for this. Okay, go on. Okay, so the bus routes and bus departures, I, I hinted on this earlier, but okay. uh, the departures have been declining throughout Japan. And in ru- rural areas, they're running at a deficit on buses. So uh, for every 100 yen that is spent on a bus... They only make back 86 yen. Mm. So they're, they're, they're losing money. And one of the reasons why is they're losing passengers because of right. the population decline. There were 
40 million passengers back in the 70s for buses mm. all around Japan. Right. Uh, no, no, no. In nowadays, there are. Oh, and then, okay. And then there were 100 million. I, I don't know. Back that in seems the 70s. Like everyone. But mm. that sounds like everyone. <laughs> that mm. sounds like everyone. No. I'm not quite sure. No. Well, well, actually, you're right. That, that's, how many people in Japan? There's 120 million people. Back, back, in, yeah, the, back in the 70s. Yeah, back in the 70s. It must be around 100 million, right? Yeah, I guess so. So... Um, yeah, but that, the, uh, a little faulty. Yeah, it seems a little stats. bit strange. May, mm. Maybe the maybe the the translation is off a bit. Um, but anyway, because uh, uh, originally it said four billion, and I was like, it's not four. That was because I put it in Google Chrome trans, Translate because oh, I was okay. feeling lazy. But yeah. then I put it back into Japanese. I was like, it's not four billion. <laughs> anyway, uh, a big reason for this is the increase of family cars, especially in rural areas. I, I, I think I mentioned in different, different podcasts that it's about 80% of families, 80% of families in Japan have at least one family car. So, and this points towards, and there's actually uh, kind of, if you go to a place like Gunma, there's, there's a saying like, one person, one car. Like everyone has a car, basically. Mm. Um, well, when I lived so, in Kumagaya, it was the same. You yeah, can't get yeah. anywhere without a car because a right. lot of train and, lines no longer service these areas because these there there is no business to be made because they know that people have cars. Same with right. buses, I'd imagine. Yeah, so that's a big thing. Like even in my neighborhood. Uh, there was a small road where, you know, 30 years ago, there was a bunch of families who had kids and then the kids were using the bus and the kids have all grown up and they've moved away and the bus service just shut down. So right. older people there, they, I've talked to them, older people up there and the the people take a taxi if they want to go to the supermarket a lot. A lot right, right. Uh, because it's a very hilly area. So even if you take a bicycle, you have to like lug your bicycle up the hill. But now there, there's this, um, uh, then I jumped to another website that's from a university called Kokugakuin. Kokugakuin University is actually a, a university in Tokyo that's actually a Shint, centered around Shinto history. So if you want to learn about like religious, ancient religion of Japan, you go to Kokugakuin University. Anyway, there's a, there's a professor there named... Nobuyuki Takahashi, and he's in the faculty of law at this university. He does a lot of things in transportation policy. And he said he was addressing this issue about declining bus routes. And he said that, you know, another thing that's added on top of this problem is that elderly people have to hand in their driver's license. They're being encouraged to hand in their driver's license. So not only are bus routes declining, but the mobility of the elderly in the rural areas is also being limited because people are being told that they shouldn't be driving. So then it's like, well, if there's no bus <laughs> mm. and they can't drive, what are we supposed to do? So what he has proposed and what has been happening all throughout the rural areas of Japan is that there's something called a reservation bus. Mm. And basically... This has been the domain of local regional governments. And so uh, they work out these little bus routes. And if you want to ride a bus, you call up the company and then they'll pick you up. And then whoever else has called, they'll go to their houses and pick them up and take them to wherever they need to go. Like an Uber for bus. Like yeah, Uber like bus. A, yeah, and like an Uber bus, but run by the local uh, municipal mm. government. Right. So these, um, and then if I'm old with, and I call up, yeah. how long do I have to wait? It doesn't say. It doesn't say. Um, like, like, but hopefully uh, like before a couple you of days die. or a week. Uh, yeah. Or, <laughs> no, I gotta, no, I gotta no, plan ahead. Within the day. Oh, okay. Day. So like, like uh, 10 hours. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta plan, I gotta plan my schedule around this fucking bus. Well, actually, you know, uh, no, I live near an Eon supermarket and, they have they have their own private bus that you can ride for free. I've seen them. Yeah. Well, yeah. hotels do that all the time. You can go to yeah, like a yeah, like yeah. a hotel and they'll have a bus going back and forth to like these different main uh, main hubs around Tokyo. Yeah. If you're staying in a hotel, so, yeah, it's like a shuttle, like a shuttle bus. Yeah. Yeah, like a shuttle bus, and it'll take you around for free. And yeah. It's kind of like yeah. a, an added bonus to. Uh, and in some cases, you're going you just to tell the driver spring, if yeah. there's no one else on, you just say, "Hey, I want to go here," and, and the guy yeah. will just take you to a spot yeah. that you want. 
because he's got nothing else to do. Right, right. He's just getting paid by the hour, so he's like, yeah. what the hell? Yeah, yeah. So this is something that is uh, a workaround for the, the reduction of bus routes in the countryside. Uh, and uh, yeah, this was allowed by a 2007 law that was enacted so local governments could take the, the lead in bus routes. Um, well, they yeah, should so, because there is no incentive for a private company to do it. Right, right. They're not really, uh, but now they can partially subsidize local governments to do uh, 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 private companies to actually make these bus services. Um, yeah. So, uh, but also another thing is altering the routes that exist. But when you do that, you have to consult with businesses that run along those routes. So if you've had a a business for 40 years and you make profit off of people getting off a certain bus stop and then that bus stop no longer exists, then you're screwed. Well, of course. So, yeah. yeah so you have to, they have to think about those things as well if they're going to close down bus routes and re rejigger them. So those are some of the uh, issues that have existed in Japan regarding buses. Mm. Um, what are you, what's your advice to people who, come to japan for the first time uh -huh. and they want to explore japan um yeah coming at it from the vantage point of buses would you have any specific advice um about the types of buses to use i guess of course it depends on what they want to get out of their time in tokyo for example or right. other parts of japan but um is there is there a simple uh broad prescription of advice that you could give people um about getting the most out of the uh, bus service or the variety of different bus services in Japan? I guess my stock answer would be to go on the internet and look at bus routes mm. and and figure out if there's a, something more convenient of a bus route than a train. Yeah. Uh, and if there yeah. is, then learn the name of that place right. that you're the where you are and the destination before you get on the mm. bus because you might get into a situation like you were talking about at the beginning of uh, the podcast where you're not really sure what's going on uh, because the, it's not only the bus stops because those in Tokyo, they tell you there's advertisements over the loudspeaker for mm. stores and shops at that bus stop. So, ah, yeah, that's get, right. Yeah. It is confusing. You, you say, yeah. You might be like, what? And you're like, huh? Mm. Is that Wait, the stop? I didn't sign up for this. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck, is fucking Google following me on this fucking bus too and recommending <laughs> yeah. shit I should buy? <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's good to, I mean, I think those are common sense kind of things to know and how much how much it costs. If you're in 23 wards, how much, what are the current costs of things? Maybe you can put those on the uh, blog, like uh, different links to stuff that you can look at. My advice is slightly different. My advice would be yeah. get uh -huh. on, find a huddle bus. Just find out like specific areas and see if a huddle bus a huddle bus services these areas. And then if it does, then just get on a huddle bus because everything is done for you. Nothing. You don't have to do a fucking thing. You just find a huddle bus and it's going to an area that you are interested in Tokyo. I think uh, it is a better use of your time and money if you want to well, get the most know, out of a specific area in Tokyo or a sh uh, uh, like sightseeing spots. You also get your own. Um, tour conductor a woman typically a woman sometimes a man but mostly a woman who's just going to the only problem is she's going to be speaking japanese but i'm sure that there are english equivalents aren't there because it's a huddle bus uh, i don't know maybe there are but um, i think there are I, I think my my line of thinking is very different from your line of thinking because you're i mean if you're talking about touring going on a tour then yeah huddle bus is the way to go but you can just take one day trips you just come out, come in to Japan and just find a one day trip, and I think um, it's all it's like going on a. Some people like you know some people are against that. They want to take their um, you know they want to have full control over it. But I think in some cases uh, where Japan is renowned for its service and its high, they they place a lot of value on sightseeing as Japanese people. So they also want foreigners to get the most out of their time in Japan. So I think a lot of these are polished experiences. Uh, I kind of test to it recently. I don't think I've ever been on a, hut, a hutto bus recently, but um, I think you can find English equivalents, which will, I think, can give you the best bang for your buck. I wouldn't, I wouldn't take the bus, uh, the hutto bus to the supermarket. 
I would I would take a, or to the dentist. But if you want to go on tour somewhere, that's what I mean. That's yeah. what I mean. I know I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> but you're not gonna. Don't laugh. You don't have to laugh. Don't laugh at my jokes. <laughs> oh, you could try. You could try. I say you just like shut the tour conductor. Uh, just tell her like, hey, hey, hey. Sorry. Um, my tooth hurts. Where's the nearest dentist? I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, everyone. Um, I've got a real problem. My fucking mouth. I was like, hey, hey, do you mind if we stop at this convenience store? Um, yeah, I want to pick up some cigarettes. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to put anybody out here. But uh, like but this is all about me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Taishak Ten Temple. It seems really interesting. Hey, what about those donut shops that we've been passing? Yeah. Hey, hey, where, where, where are those vending machines where I can buy panties? Right. Yeah, yeah. Where's the? I want to <laughs> try out. Uh, yeah. What kinds of stuff? Oh, well, I okay, think we've man. done. Have we completed yeah. the the buses episode? Do you think we've yeah, got anything so. else to add? Oh well, I'm glad. I think that's that's enough. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad that we spent this time sharing with the audience the topic of buses. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. If there are other episodes like this in the podcasting realm, um, covering Japan and buses, uh, please let us know. Uh, I'd like to compare uh, compare notes. Yeah. And also, again, if you do enjoy it, please uh, share it with anybody uh, and uh, leave us a review uh, or reach out to us if you have uh, any thoughts, uh, feedback that you'd like to leave us because we do take it very seriously. And we do appreciate listening, uh, hearing from you all. So uh, thank you very much. Uh, Until next time.